Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 68 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, and this is another of our soundcheck shows, and the first one where I'm joined by a member of the band. So despite it was a little bit of a dodgy phone line between the Welsh hills here and over in the east coast of America, I've had a great time chatting with the fantastic Anthony Porter from Three Chord Money. Right, Anthony, uh, first of all, as I always say this to all the guests that we have, thank you so much for joining me. And I do know uh, we were talking just before we went on air. You've got up, well, you say it's a normal time, but for me, it's like it's about 5.30 in the morning where you are on the east coast of America, it's isn't 5:30 it? 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, 5.30, <laughs> which is actually a fairly regular time for me to be up. It's not that crazy for me to be up this time. Just not talking to anybody on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the reason we got you on is obviously I want to talk about uh, the Three Chord Money album, but I think uh, it's really important as well we get into the background of your music and how you got into it and, you know, the previous bands and so on. Uh, What did you listen to growing up? I always find that quite interesting. And to compare to the music that you make today, what what bands or musicians were you listening to as you were growing up? Um, You know... My really first favorite rock band was Kiss, which is kind of interesting because you had my brother on. Uh, uh, that's actually how I know of your podcast is he was on an episode of my brother's he Matt was. Porter from the Kiss Room. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kiss was my first probably rock band, like everybody else's favorite rock band in 1976. And then uh, I was like a monkeys guy and, um, you know, the rock stuff, all that rock stuff that you're surrounded with as a kid. And then, of course, I went in the 80s, listened to the hair metal bands and um, that sort of rock band stuff. And um, got in a band. Uh, my first band that I got into was about 1990, which was, um, and then, which led to, so that well, was, was called Chainsaw Jane, which we had some, you know, that's, this is all pre-internet, so you can't even say, oh, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> then in 96, in 96, I started a band called Clashing Plaid, which now 20 years later, I still play in Clashing Plaid. Um, which was, that was, um, you know, so now you're a kid, and I was a little older, learn to play guitar, got to write these songs. That It's a little more, that was rock, um, Ramones, Social Distortion, um, stuff like that. And that was really how I got into it. I, I, would, I would even say, you know, if anybody listens and they want to get in a band, I took singing lessons at that, about that, like we started, uh, my first ever group, was called Chainsaw Jane, which was, it's all the same people. I mean, I've only really ever played with a handful of the same people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was real bad. And they said, you should take some singing lessons, which I did. And it really helped me out. Had I not taken singing lessons, I, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have gotten probably anywhere with it. So I'd say <laughs> anybody who's listening, you could all take singing lessons. And that's how you get better. Um, but yeah, Plaid, I started Plaid in 96. And it's been sort of a, We've had a different, couple different lineups. For the most part, from about, I think about 2000 to about 2008 or 10 was the same four guys. I'm terrible with when things happen. <laughs> My timelines are always like a little goofy, but um, you can go on anywhere, iTunes, CD Baby, anywhere that sells your stuff. And there's, a, I think there's three Clash and Plaid records. There's, if, if you Google Clash and Plaid, we're the first five pages of Google. Wow. Um, it's on YouTube. Yeah, you know, we were, we're, I mean, it's technically still around. I just did a Clash and Clad show on Saturday. Um, I'm just not putting as much focus into it. Um, you know, that was my rock band, and it's real, it's 
I've always said we're somewhere between the Ramones and maybe a little bit of the Clash, some social distortion, lots, well, lots of social distortion. Um, and lots of, you know, it's really original. I just like writing songs. And then I have, um, you know, everybody keeps busy. Actually, this is an interesting point. So my guitar player, his name's Andy Watts, who really is, he's played with me basically my whole life. He plays in a band called uh, Scott Sorry, which they toured England about a month ago, and I think they got pretty close to Wales, which oh, okay. is where you are. Yeah. Have you have you heard the Scott Sorry band? No, he was in, I uh, Scott Sorry was the Wild Hearts. And, oh, look them up. Oh, the record is so good. The new one, it's called, it's called Scott Sorry. The record's great. But he was he was in the Wild Hearts, or still is in the Wild Hearts. I'm not quite sure on all the details. But he was just over there. I thought that was kind of interesting that I'm talking to you this morning. <laughs> yeah, um, what a coincidence. Yeah. And, you know, so everybody even has their other bands. I have a couple other things that I play in, and, and even between Plaid and um, Three Chord Money, which Three Chord Money is really my focus right now. That's the new record. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I'm at. Did you, you mentioned about you had singing lessons as well. Did you have, uh, have any guitar lessons, or did you, were you just self-taught on the guitar? Um, I learned from a friend. I think everybody, the best way you learn is learn from a friend. Okay. Um, my friend Mark, when we started out, he said, you know, a couple chords. I'm still not that good. My other friend Andy, they showed me a couple chords. Everybody shows you a couple chords here now. I'm still not that good. I pro I've never taken, a, like, an actual set of lessons, which I should. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm good enough to play a little, I play live, and I can write songs. Like, I can, because I write everything in major key anyway. Um, and then actually with the three chord money, the app that we do say on weekends or whatever is acoustic, which I play harmonica and sing, which I'm, I'm, I really like Now the three chord money. You can buy the record, the records out on iTunes. That's really what I'm trying to do is push this record. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's a full produced out record with the drums and it's got a piano player a uh, pedal steel player, which is which is phenomenal. I'd never seen one plate that close up. And then it's Andy and Kenny, me and me, which is the, like the core of three chord money is me. It's Andy Watson guitar and vocals, and then Kenny Lesso on bass and vocals. And it's really a songwriting group. Like their main thing is to was to make the record because that's how you sort of get it out to the universe, rather than oh I got to play all these shows. Yeah, is you play. And you make a record. And then the, the record, that's the thing. In this time, you could put the record up on, it's everywhere, YouTube. So I'm not even trying to sell you anything. Just go on YouTube and listen to it. It's produced out. It's a ready-to-go record. What I've kind of avoided as far as from the get-go with the, with the shows is just the three of us. And we go play acoustic kind of a, you know, bar shows playing acoustic. It's a lot of covers now just to get in and play all night. We'll play three or three hours of it's Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, some of the newer stuff like Chris Stapleton. Um, and of course you still play the stones, you know, bar songs, but the real, the real push is the record. And you know, that's where I need to get is, um, to get the songs. You take that record. Now the record's done. The hard part really is to try to get it out to anybody. You know, you are, my goal is to get it in, you know, licensed, um, TV shows. How do you get into TV shows? You got to find the right people to get it to. Um, I'd love to be. I'd love to sell some songs. You know, that's really my goal with this is songwriting. So it's been a real fun time. We 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 had. I'd never done anything with a session player. We had a piano player named Kenny Kearns. He came in. 
And it was fascinating to me that that's, guys that can just come in and play on your record really are the masters of their instruments. He came in and he said, well, yeah, because it goes like this. And he played different feels for each take, which was amazing. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Leonard on the drums, he came in, had usually, I've only ever been in the position of you getting with a band and you practice your songs for, you know, a year. And the songs are so set, then you go to play them. This was great. Had guys come in who had just really great players that came in and really brought the songs to life. Uh, Jim Cohen on the on the pedal steel, which I'd never, like I said, I'd never seen. He was actually nice enough to even show me, well, this is how the pedal steel works. Blah, blah, blah. I stood there like a goober. I was like, oh, look at that. It's great. <laughs> um, it was, that was a neat thing. I had ne never made a record like that. We, we have people come in, and it takes your song from you know, a vocal and an acoustic guitar to all of a sudden it's very fleshed out. If you listen to the record with, there's a, well, there's a great example. There's one called Not the Road. Once you add the piano, suddenly the song sounds like a Springsteen song from, and you can play the track with the vocal and the guitar and it sounds one way, but it really was educational how much, how much each instrument added to the finished product, how much it actually even change the feel one way or the other which was really neat yeah it's true and it's, it's i'm glad you mentioned like this the springsteen feel as well because i definitely thought that listening to the album as well um but you know there's all the influences that i love listening to i really did and i think this is a good time as well let's let's give the listeners some of uh, three chord money in their ears as well so i'm going to play tuesday night is there any any particular story about the song tuesday night that you'd like to uh, tell the listeners before we play it so tuesday night is um, it's real, I think it's a real representative of the record, and I was happy with that because I got to play some harmonica, which was which was really cool. Um, I think it's very representative of the record. It's very upbeat, up tempo, and it's got a lot. Of, even the thing I like is a lot of singing. Um, Andy and Kenny get on there and sing some backups, which we were really trying hard to make that. Um, you know, you want it to sound as cool as you can, so everybody can sing on it, and then. Um, I like to see. You know, I like to say all the songs are true stories. Uh, basically, a song. Too much time hanging out in the bar, and I'll kind of leave it at that. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's have a listen then to Tuesday night.
So, Anthony, how how does your process go then when when you write a song? Do you do you start with lyrics, or is there a certain melody that comes to mind with you? What's what's the way that you write a song? I'm definitely. I've always been a lyric guy first. You come up with a hook, what the song's about, and then the song. Then it goes from there. I've never really been a music guy first. So to me, which is important, you kind of have to go out and do stuff. And then, you know, you're sort of a, always watching the world kind of do its thing. And then you and then you are writing songs about that. Because I like to prefer, I always say they're all true stories. They're all, they all have grains of truth. So first of all, you have to go out and do stuff. So you observe things and say, oh, you know, two, you know Tuesday night, I could probably go on for an hour about what the song's about. But I'm a, I've always been a lyric guy first, figure out what it's about. And then I try to write some of them by myself with the music where I'll come up, but they all kind of go, they're not as good. I'll, my best, the best process for me is then I'll have a little bit of an idea, half an idea, three quarters of an idea, and I'll go to Andy's and I'll say, well, it goes like this. And he will fill in the blanks for me and mm-hmm. make the song a lot better than they would be. That's, and so a lot of times, I mean, I have two sitting on the counter, which are, it's a verse and a chorus and then I try to shut it down, and I'll and I'll I'll wait till I get to his house, and I'll say it goes like this because I think I've always done the best with writing songs with people, which acts you know rather than saying no 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 it goes like this, you say well I have this much, and and he always makes the the best ones like not the road, I had the I had actually quite a bit of the words done and a general idea, but he always takes it and makes it a little better, which that's that's always been my process for basically 20 years of I can get this much done. And I know, not that I couldn't finish it, but I know it'll be better if I if I finish it with him. So um, that's that's always been my process. But for me, always lyric first. Write the lyric, figure out what the song's about. Um, I got to, you know, my bit of advice, and my brother will be the one who gets this. Very early on, got the advice, of, well, the song has to be about something. You know, it's not gibberish. And um, I, I've always tried to stick with that. Is, is there very... They mean something. It's not just words or fiction to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each each song literally tells a story, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, you know, it, even it, they definitely do. It's not it's not any kind of concept, but I could tell you what they are. Hmm. And if we drove around long enough, I could tell you where 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 I was when you know you think of, and they're not you know a hundred percent. You fill it in, but the, basically the, the, it starts somewhere, and then you. Then you have to. I would say the second verse is harder because you have to figure out what it, what you're also trying to say. But yeah, they're all. It's all real stuff. Just trying to write songs. And how long did it take to to record the Three Chord Money album? Then. Oh, the, we we made that record. We actually went. Our producer Derek Chafin, who did the All In Clash and Plaid record, which has to be my backer on it. We did that. It was quick, about a week. And and because everybody came in prepared, and the guys that came in to play um, really could just come in and cut, very professional. We d- we did a for example, we did a Christmas song this year, which is called "Don't Take Down That Christmas Tree Just Yet." It's on YouTube or it's on iTunes, whatever. Um, in in about two days, if you're prepared, this that's the thing with this band, with the Three Chord Money Band. Um. It's boom, 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 going and record. It doesn't take a long time. It takes a long time to write them. I mean, you know, you have 
I love if you know if I had unlimited money and time, I'd go in and make another record right now. I always have songs, but the recording—that's the thing. We got all guys who can really play. Uh, Kenny actually played the upright bass on this record, which he had not played, but he went in and really just killed it and played. You know, banged out his tracks. So it doesn't take a lot of time. You go in, you know, you know your stuff, and be prepared. So it's not—it's not real. You can make a record pretty quick. You mentioned as well. You mentioned "Be My Bat Girl." We've got a we've got a chat about that because that that went well. I, I guess the term is that went totally viral across the internet the other year. What what's the story behind that and what happened? And you know, what, well, what was that experience? Yeah, be like? my bat girl. Uh, yeah, be my bat girl, which is Clash and Plaid. Definitely the song that that we have done, which has gotten farthest down the road. And and really, so yeah. Back to the songwriting. I mean, I had you, you know you you, you kind of say ah, oh, I'll write a song. My original goal with Batgirl was to write a very garagey kind of song. You know, just like a um, you say, well, this is a song I'm going to write. Be my Batgirl. And make a long story short, I mean, for the people, for if you can't figure it out, it's very based on Yvonne Craig Batgirl, and then. Really, what happened to our um, our biggest benefit was there's a there's a YouTube channel called Batgirl Access, which he does. His name's Paul. Does really great videos. The editing of the videos is phenomenal. There's one I actually was I figured I found it on YouTube where they do a side by side comparison of Wonder Woman and Batgirl, and he managed to find shot for shot of each. Yvonne Craig and Linda Carter, which is everybody's dream, you know? <laughs> so then I had sent him a message. I said, hey, if you want to make a video for this, I would love that. So he made two of them, actually. There's two Batgirl Access be my Batgirl videos, which each, just to give you an idea, probably, and I know, okay, I'll say each video probably has 40,000 views on YouTube. And we got, which I know, 40,000 views on YouTube is is equivalent to, you know, cat running down the stairs these days but <laughs> it, it, for us it's a pretty big deal and it got us way down the road with a different not just a rock crap you know interviews um i actually did that I mean, that record that record is a couple years old at the time did a lot of interviews with um comic book websites and they get a hold of you and say oh, how much they love the song so that as far as it just really got out there farther than the rock crowd because people love that girl um it ended up on Yvonne Craig's website. <laughs> so she heard the song and really loved it. And it was, I don't know if it's still featured there, but it was featured there for a long time. And then, then it sort of even was, we got more, I did some interviews actually when Yvonne passed people. Now you're so now, you know, people want to know about your song. So definitely my farthest down the road song. And, um, you know, I, I like it. I, it's good. And then, of course, the best thing is people always send you pictures of that girl, which is not a bad day.
But that was that one. I mean, I probably wrote that one, in, and I wrote that one myself. I probably wrote that one in five minutes. It's not, I mean, it's not, you just had to come up with some good words. And, um, you know, not hard, not a hard song to write. And it's just, we've done really well. There's about a million versions of that on YouTube, live versions, this and that, but the record version's great. And what is it you want to do now with Three Chord Money? What's what's the any sort of plan that you've got? You've got this album out. Is the are the plans like you said? You've got a load of songs already. Are you going to go back in and record another one anytime soon? Um, really, the goal with Three Chord Money is to do song placement and selling. I don't know that we would really do any kind of a tour because it is more people. Like we'd have to go out. I think we'd have to go out with a piano player and probably another guitar player. My number one goal sort of where I'm at is recording and you just try to get the record out to the universe. I, you know, I got to, the, 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 the hurdle for me is computers getting things uploaded and this and that. I'm not great at it. Um, you know, short term goals, get it on Pandora and just to get there. You get to the point where you just want to get your record out there for people to hear. And if, if it, you know, if anybody, I would love to get it on a movie soundtrack. I have this Christmas song that I'd love to get on a movie soundtrack. You got to get placement, but then I don't always know how to do that. That's, that's really my next hurdle of things to do. So the number one thing was, you know, the number one mission accomplished was make a good record and then everything else you just have to work at. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is a great record as well. I was listening to it again last night and it's one of those, it's one of those records where, it's, I think it's perfect. We're coming up for the perfect time of year as well, where it's, you know, those summer evenings and pour yourself a whiskey and, and put this on. It got that vibe for me personally for it. Well, yeah, I mean, this record, it's a real good record. So it's a fun time. The uh, the second song that I want to play, Anthony, from the Three Chord Money album is, is Desert Rose. Um, and again, is there anything particular you'd want to tell the listeners about the the song Desert Rose? Yeah, that, this is a good one. I, I've actually picked this because it's, it's one of the more, what I think is a more country-sounding song than some of the others on the record. And a great example of, this is a collaboration between Andy and me. I had the chorus and almost no, as I remember, almost no music. And I just gave him that chorus and he finished the song with the verses and the and the guitar which is a really i think it's a good example of our process of writing songs together it and and i i i actually recommended you know to play this one on the show because it's very it's a little more the country than some of the other ones and that's you know again they're all true stories just about it i could go on about the story i'll sort of leave it at that but yeah it's a bar song but it, that's the, that the main I always think of this one, you know, in a good way because it is a good um, example of us writing songs together. Right, and what I'll do is I'll leave that song, I'll play out the show with that song, so we'll play out with Desert Rose. Uh, for everybody, yeah. that, for everybody that, that's uh, just listened to the songs, Anthony, what's the best way that they can find and follow you online and keep up to date with everything that you do? Uh, three Chord Money. is There's a Three Chord Money Facebook or threechordmoney.com. Or you can put my you can put my uh, Facebook put my page up. It's you know that's the easiest way to get me is my regular Facebook page. Okay. But then also if you if you put the link to the um, iTunes, that's where people can buy it. Yeah. Would be great. Yeah, of course. 
of course, because it's iTunes and um, CD Baby as well is another way. Yeah, it's, uh, this record is everywhere. You know, whatever you have, iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, all that stuff. Excellent. Yeah, we'll definitely put the link up in there. People buy it. We always say this is why we're doing these shows as well is uh, to help promote musicians and, and bands and get them to get people to buy the music as well. So, you know, support, support musicians and bands yeah. as well which is good. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Anthony. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you getting up this early. I know you say you get up at this time anyway, but wow, 5.30 and jumping on the phone's really good. Thank you. Oh, it was great to talk to you. My, my phone's just a little goofy this morning. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm not getting all of it, but yeah, it was really nice to talk to you. Anytime, Anthony, anytime. That was Anthony Porter from Three Chord Money. And I'd just like to take this opportunity just to thank Anthony again for taking the time to come on the show and have a chat with us. Uh, we really do appreciate everybody that comes onto the show and takes the time uh, to, chat, to chat with all of us, really. Uh, so please, like we said in the show, go and buy the music. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard. I certainly did, which is the reason why I asked Anthony to come on the show. I love listening to Three Chord Money. Uh, I loved when Be My Back Girl came out. Uh, and again, hence these shows, we want to pass on the music that we love to you, the listener, uh, in the hope that either A, you're already familiar with them and you go on to share it with people, or maybe you've never heard of, uh, of the bands that we play and you go out and buy the music uh, and you still continue to share with the people that you know and they buy it too. So the links, uh, if you go to our website, which is 60minuteswith.co.uk, if you go to the podcast notes for this show, all the links that you need to find and follow Anthony will be on there, as will the links, of course, uh, to buy the Three Chord Money album, which we, of course, encourage you to do so. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, which is at 60 Minutes With. That's a numerical 60, of course, not the alphabetical one. And you can send us an email as well, contact at 60minutesWith.co.uk, or just fill in the contact us form on the website. Uh, if you'd like to leave us an iTunes review or Stitcher review, that would be really nice. Uh, it helps us... Well, it just helps us be happy, I think, more than anything. <laughs> it also gives us a little bit more recognition online. And you never know, maybe help encourage other, other bands and musicians to come on the show as well. So if you want to spend a few minutes doing that, we'd appreciate that so much. And like I said, when I was talking to Anthony, we're going to play out the show now with Three Chord Money and Desert Rose. Now here we are, pour another round for the boys Cause the good times, they seem to go by so fast It's hard to find a song or a line to believe Cause there's nothing anymore that's built to last I went out to 
check my phone But the light of the moon sure hits you in a different way Now I'm in a world of trouble Cause I don't want to go home And if you pour me another drink I think I'll stay Cause you're shining like a star In the smoky little bar Everybody hangs on Oh, 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 oh,